I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This podcast is a Royfield Brown production. Find others on iTunes. All right. Yeah, I know. In an uncertain world, there is always music which can be listened to in good company. Welcome to Friday 15, the show where we speak to friends and interesting people to the backdrop of great tunes and allocate 15 minutes to both. Today we speak to broadcaster, pundit and comedian Harlip Zincoli about finding love in the modern age. wrote the single Gabriel with singer-songwriter Pavine Everett. It's a track that garnered massive international airplay. It's one of my all-time favourites. It also peaked at number 22 in the UK singles chart in 1997. kind of men of a, of a similar age and um, I think we're just about old enough to have maybe witnessed uh, some changes as, as we've got older i.e. with how men and women or let's say people who are sexually interested in each other kind of relate to each other dating's changed since we were kids hasn't it? It's unbelievable it's another league altogether I mean, in fact so much so I um, wrote a whole stand-up show about trying to find love in middle age so I feel a little bit um not an expert, not the one ever can be an expert at such things, but I've certainly thought about it in a different way. Um, 
I suppose for you, there's an extra kind of conundrum as well in that you've got a certain amount of celebrity as well. Well, I say certain amount. You are, you know, you're kind of recognisable yeah. and stuff. So, yeah. how, how, you know, how do you navigate that extra um, kind of confusion as well? Well, to be honest, it's a real pain in, in the backside because the sort of joy. I mean, so for example, it's not it's not a bad example of using how you and I have got to know each other over the last few weeks. Because mm-hmm. it's a similar kind of, you know, obviously although there isn't a kind of desire to go out with each other, but actually getting, you know, if, you know, I don't want to just, you know, meet someone for sex. I'm not that you know, particularly interested in that. I want to kind of get to know someone. And, but you, you knew much more about me when we started speaking. Mm-hmm. You, you only need to go online and Google me or whatever. And there's a version you know, of events or, you know, a story about me. And I don't control whether, you know, whether that's true or whether that's not true. Um, and interestingly, when I slept with my wife years ago, mm-hmm. 10, 11 years ago, and the first girlfriend I had, um, when I asked her out, she nearly Googled me and she, did it. she didn't. And then she did. And she it said on Wikipedia, married. And she was going to not show up for the day. Um, but she phoned me and said, are you married? And I said, well... I was, you know, I technically I am, but we're not together anymore. Mm-hmm. But of course, it doesn't update on Wikipedia that you you split up with someone. So I think it's that thing about learning about people that I find it's just, you know, that's why I think it's always joyous when I meet someone that has no idea who I am. I always find that lovely. But how easy is it for somebody like you to meet somebody who has no idea who you are? Do you have to literally leave the UK or something? Well, no, I mean, I think with the greatest respect to, you know, folk like you and, you know, folk that listen to Radio 4 or, you know, kind of are involved in the arts and stuff, they know who I am. And Mm -hmm. then strangely, bizarrely, uh, prisoners, (laughs) ex-guests of Her Majesty know who I am because some of my Channel 4 documentaries were part of the learning uh, curriculum in prisons. Mm -hmm. But there are, you know, there are actually quite a lot of people who've got no idea who I am which is lovely because I just get to travel on the bus. But kind of what's interesting for me is those that know me um, have quite a strong opinion about me, you know, which is, Mm -hmm. you know, which is really, you know, really makes me feel like I'm doing a good job if people kind of feel, uh, you know, strongly about what I say and what I do. That's the thing about coming back to living in Glasgow as well. In London, there was a degree of anonymity, you know, um, you know, in Glasgow, everyone knows who I, you know, folk know who I am, they know who my brother is, and, you know, and all that. So it you know, just becomes incredibly, but, you know, it's, you know, it's fine. I mean, I have, I have such issues with this word celebrity anyway, mm-hmm. and the whole notion of celebrity. I just think it's a bit, I think we get it all wrong in this country. I'm very lucky to do the things I do. I'm very fortunate to do them. And of course, you know, of course, there's an amount of, you know, uh, skill and training and all the rest of it and technique you pick up but you know really in the middle of the night if your kid's not well you don't want that guy off Radio 4 you know you don't want that you know you don't want a stand up comedian if you're you know your dog is poorly but you know, I just it, think we celebrate the wrong people yeah, do you know I, what I mean I think we put too much kind no. of value on the wrong things I think absolutely, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, but when you turn up for a date, is that um, the media you? Is that you? 
how much you know what what is that prospective date actually expecting are they expecting anecdotes about radio four or the one show or whatever or they're expecting you just to chat about normal things that people do on a date well, you know your family yeah I, I think i'm quite lucky in a sense that folk that like me it's sort of self-selecting you know i remember one night me and a, a friend of mine said you be my wingman there's a, a girl i really like and you've got a friend with her come be my wingman i thought well, of course and this, i was trying very hard to be charming to this woman because you know if she's happy her friend's happy and my friend's happy mm-hmm. she couldn't be the least bit interested and anyway at the end of the night i said listen let's uh, i'll drive you guys to where you need to, to go and in those days i drove uh, a jag um you know the kind of the top of the range soft top beautiful car you know it was lovely it was very you know very fortunate um and of course the minute she saw the car she instantly became interested in me and i and i couldn't have been less interested in her at that point you know, so I think in a way, there there aren't any versions of me really. I'm the person I am. The person I'm on the radio is the person I am in real life. I just think it's quite difficult to... Showbiz stories are really boring after a while. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, it's like, you know, kind of, you know, you want to kind of get on with life. And also, you know, it's kind of at the age now where I'm not particularly looking to, you know, to mess about, I kind of quite like to kind of, you know, meet someone. It's just, you know, it's, it's difficult for anyone, you know? There's some incredible women out there. So how um, do you meet people? Uh, you kind of friends of friends, or, you know, kind of meet people at so the odd. So you're probably keeping it old school. You know, no, no dating apps for you. Well, you know, I've tried one or two but I'm just not sure. I never did, you know, dating apps are an extension of the kind of the nightclub kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. I never did well. If, you know, if I'm going to be judged on, you know, on my looks, I'm never going to do well. You know, <laughs> you, you know, you, you know, you need to talk to me, you know, if I can make you laugh, if you have a conversation, if I can cook for you, you know, then maybe, you know, there's something in it. Um, yeah. And so for me, kind of the, and also, it feels something quite exposing about all that, you know. Although I find Tinder massively entertaining, I have to say. Um, but I just think there is a. Plus, I tell you what's changed that I find very bizarre. Go on. I've seen the old days. This is like when when I was a boy. Mm. We had one phone in the house, and you were never allowed to use it in case your uncle from India was going to call. Your uncle's going to call. Get off the phone. Um, and also, there was no privacy because it was in the hallway. Mm-hmm. Um, so what you used to do is you used to, you know, go to the payphone, which is about just under a mile away, and you knew how much you fancied a girl by how heavy your pockets were. Yeah. With change, <laughs> you know. Simpler times, simpler times. Now, be, know, be, um, before we before we go into the detail of a, of a much simpler time and the amount of uh, five pence pieces you, you had in your pocket. Um, you, you briefly talked about the nightclub before, and I know that you, you like music. So I want I you to it. tell me um, why you decided to nominate Van Morrison's Astral Weeks as your track. Because you being a Van Morrison fan, and the fact that we're talking about dating, I thought it would have been Brown Eyed Girl. Well, 
Um, I can't use that because that's my ex-wife's song. Ah. She will always be the brown-eyed girl. And even though we're not together um, now, she will... This probably explains why I'm single. She's probably, you know, she's definitely the finest woman I will ever meet in my life. Um, So, yeah. Um, But I don't know, it's that kind of... I don't know how you feel, but as I get older, there are certain parts of me that aren't going to flex and change you know mm-hmm. like i would struggle to date a vegetarian you know i would genuinely struggle i would struggle to date a top of the farm i'm not sure I, I definitely couldn't date a tory voter which is ironic because i would love to do to her what margaret Thatcher did <laughs> the lamentshire but i think there's kind of quick ways of working out um you know, I actually did. You know, was really into into a girl, and then talked about what food and stuff, and she kind of went, "You know, I'm not really into food." I was like, "That's oh, the end of the road." Similarly with Van Morrison, you could not know Van Morrison, and that is fine. But if you actively don't like Van Morrison, I don't know what we're talking about. I don't know where we're going. You know, it's like if you don't like Margaret Atwood, if you don't like, you know, The Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. If you don't think Ian Rankin is a brilliant writer, if you don't rate Val McDermott, <clears throat> you know. So I think there is, you know, if you if you don't like The Godfather, there's absolutely no point. I'm closer to the end of my life than the beginning, so I need these little things to, you know, just to kind of save my time. Cut to the chase. If I ventured in the slipstream Between the viaducts of your dream Where my world still runs crack And the dead and the back road stop Could you find me? Or would you kiss my eyes? Laying it down The silence is the To be born again To be born again From the far side of the ocean If I put the wheels in motion Then I stand with my arms behind me I'm pushing out the door Could you find me Would you kiss my eyes Lay me down It's silence easy To be born again To be born again With the look of Everest Talking to you to let better Showing pictures on the wall Whispering in the hall I'm pointing a finger at me Stop. 
Some people might say litany, but I'm, I'm polite, so I'm going to say list of things that people needed to like. Um, what are you bringing to the party? I'm not really the best placed person to talk about that. I suppose um, conversation, um, I suppose uh, humour, um, <coughs> cooking. Um. You said that you have tried Tinder, which is by far the, the most popular kind of app out there and it was kind of highly entertaining um did you actually dip your toe into tinder or were you or or you've always been yeah once or twice you know to no great you know like i say you know i I don't think it's i think it, it seems to me to be a kind of if you want to hook up you know if you want to kind of you know kind of get busy go to tinder um but you know, I just think it's quite, um, I don't know, it's a little bit kind of brutal for me, you know? Like, like I say, you know, I'm all about chatting and, you know, kind of getting to know people and all the rest of it. But isn't there a um, whole process on these dating apps where, yeah, it's not um, real-time conversations, but there is a whole process whereby you've got to be a little bit kind of witty um, you know, drop a couple of lines via text. It goes backwards and forwards, maybe over a day or two, and then uh, you ju- you jump onto the phone. So, you know, somebody with your you know erudite conversational skills, surely, and, and yeah, writing prowess is going to. 
but I don't think charisma and kind of that, you know, sense of personality. Plus also the other thing is people think I'm an imposter. People think I've nicked all these photos. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But you end up having to prove yourself on, you know, on Tinder and stuff, mm-hmm. um, which is quite hilarious. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. I'll maybe try it again. You, you might have inspired me. Um, and how do you, how do you do the whole kind of dating across uh, race lines and, and and kind of cultural lines? You know, how how do you find that? <clears throat> well, to be honest with you, I think it's difficult enough to find someone you get on with mm-hmm. <clears throat> before kind of putting religion and race and the rest of it uh, in there. Um, I don't know. I don't really think about it. I mean, it's interesting. I haven't dated many African Caribbean women, for example, because I think I find them a little bit intimidating because why, of the ones so? I've kind of, which is the ones I've known, you know, in my life. Mm-hmm. Of, you know, of not intimidating in a bad way, but kind of, you know, kind of like I'm slightly scared I'm going to be a disappointment to them. You know, <laughs> um, in what way? Uh, I just think I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I have no idea. It's just a thing of I don't know. I was thinking they can. I don't know. I just think you know. Okay, I've just worked it out. You've helped me work this out, right? I don't know if I've ever mentioned this to you, right? Mm. But I find men of African and Caribbean uh, heritage, I find them really good looking. I think I find them disproportionately good looking. There's something about... You know what? So many people say that to me all the time. Really? Yeah. It's becoming a little bit of a drag now. I want them to see the inner me. Not just my, yeah, my surface view. I'm just looking at <laughs> your face. Um, and so I, I will often see a couple down the street, and if the guy's black, I'm kind of thinking, mate, really? Like, you're really handsome. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you could do better. You know, we all have these conversations in our head. You never say it publicly. So I think because of that, I think when I see a, you know when I see a black woman, I kind of think, me, really? You could do much better than me. <laughs> It's an interesting one, though, you know? <laughs> but also, in Indian women or Indian, women of Indian heritage, mm-hmm. where you would think on the face of it would be a good kind of, com- you know, combination. I think there is a kind of stereotype about Indian men that puts us all in a bit of a bad light. So they're very wary of kind of Indian men, you know, Indian women. Plus, you know, we're all human beings at the end of the day. You know, when it comes down to getting jiggy, you'll pretty much do the same thing. Apart from those people that go to that nightclub just outside um, Solihull. The seed has it all. A bit of rock, a bit of hip-hop, a bit of new soul. It's the second single by The Roots from the album Phonology. It features Cody Chessant on guitar and vocals. Knocked up nine months ago And what she finna have she don't know She want neo-soul cause him hop is old She don't want no rock and roll She want platinum or ice and gold She want a whole lot of sun to fall If you were obstacles you just drive your cold Cause one monkey don't stop the show Little Mary's bad In these streets she done ran Ever since when the heat began I told a girl look here Calm down I'ma hold your hand To enable you to beat the plan Cause you was quick to learn And we can make money to burn If you allow me to lay this game
from the album that gave us the monster hit Get Lucky, Random Access, from French tech hipsters Daft Punk, Motherboard is an elaborate journey wrapped up in a great piece of instrumental music. hope you enjoyed this week's show don't forget you can follow the show's progress on facebook by simply typing in friday 15 you can also find us on twitter where you can follow me where i'm at royfield spells r-o-i-f-i-e-l-d now every thursday you can jump onto twitter and tweet me and nominate the song for me to put into this week's friday 15 iTunes reviews, folks, are extremely important. They're the lifeblood of any podcast. Please go onto iTunes and write us a, a glowing review. And don't forget, finally, you can email me from Royfield, spelled R-O-I-F-I-E-L-D, at gmail.com. See you all again in seven days' time for more good music and great conversation. for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month over 70 percent of linkedin users don't even visit other leading job sites so start looking in the right place with linkedin you can hire professionals like a professional post your free job on linkedin.com people today Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.